You're listening to the Pedal Pumping Podcast, the podcast that explores and celebrates all things pedal pumping. I'm your host, Mamie Footnip. I'm a pedal pumping content creator. I'm a foot model. And you can check out my website, mamiefootnip.com, for more info about me and links to where to see my work, like my OnlyFans, Clips for Sales store, YouTube channels, uh patreon for this podcast etc etc in today's episode i've got some listener emails and maybe a little update or two um so let's jump into it first of all um i got an email from tevin who said pretty please read this on the podcast next week so i'm going to start right out the gate with this he says first let me get this out of the way When writing the pedal pumping revenge story Mimi read last week, I did not, I repeat, I did not use any gay or homophobic slurs. I was not even entertaining using such words. I was using the words fucker and motherfucker, but bing.com slash translator interpreted it as puto. That was never the intention. Please believe me. And I know Mimi would never use such slurs either. She's a beautiful soul. I just want to listeners of the podcast and fellow patrons to know that. And now to you, Mimi, wow, just wow. Despite my half-assed computer translated Spanish, you made that you made all that Spanish dialogue sound like a sexy Spanish soap opera on Telemundo. You make me melt. I am putty in your hands, baby. You do things to me. Those rolled R's though. Mm-mm-mm. I know the Spanish was off in many parts, and thank you for pointing that out. So sorry about that. None of the Spanish parts sounded botched at all when you read it. Could have fooled me. These are times I wish I was a Spanish speaker. So sorry that it wasn't as flowy as it should have been. I am also so glad that I was able to write the story that allowed you to unapologetically vent and get some rage out. I felt every word, boo. I was feeling genuine anger from a not-so-pleasant time in your life. It makes me want to write more stories like this for you to read. Realism does add a lot to scenarios, role plays, and stories. Thanks again. Keep giving it gas, babe. Tev. Thank you so much, Tevin, for writing in and and sharing your, you know, just kind of driving that point home that you have no ill will against the gay community. I know you don't, but it's, I think, good for the listeners to also hear from you. And... I mean, I went ahead and read it just because I did think it was a great story. It did allow me to get a lot of anger out, even though some of the Spanish was a little bit wonky. I mean, that's fine. If you have more stories that you'd like to share, Tevin, or any of our listeners, you can feel free to write to me at mimifootnip at gmail.com. And forgive me if I don't reply to your email, but I will read it on the podcast with your permission. And if you'd like to remain anonymous, please let me know that too. If if you don't say anything, uh, if you don't explicitly give me your permission, I just err on the side of caution and I will um, make sure you remain anonymous. So that's a good start to the podcast. Uh, let's take a quick little advertising break. Okay, we're back. And I want to thank you guys for your patience with these little advertisements. For each time that you listen to that advertisement on the podcast, I get a fraction of a penny for your listenership, which seems insignificant, but over time it does add up and it really helps, you know, it really helps me out. It really helps me out. So 
I want to thank you. And I want to thank the podcast patrons who really contribute financially, but also it's the patrons that tend to bring the stories and the conversations and the questions. I mean, it's open to everybody, but I just find that in the pedal pumping podcast Patreon community, there's just so much like dialogue and friendship and I don't know. I just want to say thanks. And we have some new patrons this week. So I want to thank patrons Jim Riker, Old Dirty, Not a Golfer, MF, Stephen, Eric F, Eric J, Crinking Fan, Rocket Man, Leo, Havaianas Fan, and new patrons Pedro, Don, and BFS426. Welcome, new patrons, and be sure to uh, say hello and give a warm welcome to them in the comments on the on the Patreon page. Uh, and yeah, introduce yourselves, let us, you know, share what you want to share with us. You are so welcome in our community. Like I said last time, the difference between a group and a community is that community members care about one another. And I definitely see that over on Patreon. And if you think that it would be amazing to have people to talk pedal pumping with in your life, consider, consider joining us. We're a diverse and cool group of pedal pumping enthusiasts and we welcome new members who share our values and a value of like welcoming space you know we're all there's like a lot of different diverse people here but like the thing that really brings us all together is that we value having a welcoming space for pedal pumping people who just want to place that they could just openly where we could just openly be ourselves right and we all deserve that we all deserve to have a place in our lives where we can just let it all hang out and be ourselves so if that appeals to you you can check it out at patreon.com slash pedal pumping podcast or if you have any questions about it you can email me directly or you know i'm sure that members of the community would be willing to field questions too like on twitter or whatever so just let me know. Um, also, one other little announcement. I don't want you to forget that our very own Jim Shoe has published a new book about pedal pumping, foot fetish, and female domination. And it is available on Amazon in paperback and digital form. And my foot dons the cover. Buy the book and support a fellow member of our community. You can search for Jim Shoe on Amazon. It's Shoe, S-H-U-E. And make sure you leave Jim a review on Amazon after you read it because that kind of stuff really helps out. It's just like listening to the little advertisement on uh, on the podcast. Like it's the little things, you know, it's like when you hit the like button or the favorite button or um, save button or whatever, download. It's like all these little things when we're on these different platforms really help the help us get a little boost in the algorithm. And it's just a really nice way to help support your your creators and get people uh, more exposure and seen and kind of build what we're doing so <laughs> thank you all for for doing all of that and um for jim for me for for any creator that you follow and let's get into questions and emails so i have an email question that says i love your pedal pumping youtube videos I love to see you pump fast. Have you ever flooded the engine with too much gas? 
Yes, I have. I definitely have flooded my Jeep before. I have a story about how I flooded my dad's old pickup truck way back when. I think I was in high school when that happened. Yeah, I was in high school um, at the airport or just right near the airport. I have definitely flooded cars by, um, by giving it too much gas and pumping too much gas. For sure, for sure. Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. All right. Gonna continue on with emails. This one is um, an early exploration of pedal pumping. It goes like this. Hey Mimi, I just recently found your podcast on Spotify and I love the content. Keep up the great work. I've had a love of women in some type of distress behind the wheel for as long as I can remember. I've also had a love of high heels and hosiery for just as long. Growing up in the country in the 80s, there were few examples of high heels I got to see aside from special occasions or perhaps teachers at school. But there was lots of pedal pumping from trying to start stubborn cars to getting stuck in the snow during the winter and quite often in springtime mud as we were smack in the middle of farm country. I witnessed my mom get stuck numerous times as well as my aunts and a couple of female cousins. I also seen several teachers get stuck in the snow over the years, so needless to say, I witnessed lots of stucks, which had a huge impact or influence on me. Fast forward to my mid-teens and the 90s, we had moved from the country to a fairly good-sized city. Stucks weren't as common, but I still see them in the winters right after or during a snowstorm. But now, having my license, I could go in search of them, which I did many times, usually finding a few females stuck at intersections on side streets. Now, enter the cross-dressing aspect of it. As I said earlier, I've always had a high heel and hosiery fetish and had dabbled in trying my mom's shoes and pantyhose on, but now, in my teens and having a license, my two fetishes merged together. Having the house to myself one weekend, I dressed fully in a black dress, black stockings, and black strappy heels. I really had no need for makeup, having a fairly light complexion and no facial hair at all. I kind of had a feminine features, and with my mid-back length black mullet brushed out, I really did look like an average 17-year-old girl. I was just hanging out, and then it hit me. Why not go for a drive? So I did. I jumped in my mom's early 80s Buick and was off. Several hours, if just aimless driving, I found myself more or less lost and just exploring the roads just out of town and inevitably on a dead end country road. I get to the end of I get to the end and have to turn around. I reverse into a grassy area in front of a closed gate. I put the car in drive and press on the gas and feel the tumble through the seat, but went nowhere. I immediately got nervous and tried again, but went nowhere. I backed up a bit and tried again, but to my horror again, I went nowhere, and the back wheels just spun. I opened the door and looked back and stabbed the gas with my strappy heel, and the tire just readily spun in the wet, soft grass and sunk slightly more. Got out, and my heel started sinking as I walked. I felt the arousal start as I rounded the car. I got back in and tried again, but could only back up. Every time I backed up, I couldn't move forward, but after several attempts like this, I was now completely off the road and getting myself more and more stuck, closer and closer to that closed, locked gate. 
I was getting more and more aroused and now had a fully erect penis pressing tightly out in my panties and black dress. I got out again, my heels stabbing into the muddy grass, getting muddier and muddier with every step. The tires were at, le at least eight inches into the muddy grass. I was stuck. I could no longer move in either direction. Now the real stressful part struck me. I was fully dressed as a woman and had no change of clothes. My car was helplessly stuck and I needed help. This was back in the days before cell phones were a common thing, so I had to walk for help. Now it's 11.30 or 12 at night. I'm dressed up, mud kicked to my heels and stocking clad feet, actually squishing as I walked, and I'm walking along a deserted country road to the closest house. Lucky for me, there was lights on. It was a middle-aged guy that answered the door and squeaked out, I needed help. I got my car stuck. He was kind and very understanding, and I was trying my hardest to be brave and act as feminine as I could, praying he didn't figure out I was really a guy. If he did, he never let on. He helped me out and just said to be more careful in the future and actually address me as Miss, LOL. But from that time forward, I was hooked. I absolutely loved the helpless, desperate feelings I experienced. That began years of cross-dressing and getting my car stuck. I would often pretend I was a real estate agent or some type of businesswoman traveling and got lost, then stuck. My favorite type of outfit is the businesswoman look or really dressed up like attending a formal event. My fetishes actually have influenced my purchase of several cars too, always rear wheel drive. I've been stuck in both front wheel and rear wheel drive cars, but my favorite is rear wheel drive. It just seems much more helpless. At least in a front wheel drive, you can turn the drive wheels to attempt to get additional traction. But those rear wheel drives, the back end just does what it wants, slides side to side, and often you can't stop it. Just makes me feel like that helpless damsel in distress. You can and are encouraged to use this on your podcast. I just ask you don't use my name. You can call me Jasmine, as that is my feminine persona. I welcome your commentary and analysis of my early experiences first real experience dressed and stuck to the influence it had in later life. Thanks, Mimi. Jasmine. Jasmine, thank you so much for sharing this story. And I, you know, stuck is something that I'm very intrigued by. I talk about it a lot or it, it, I, I feel like I talk about it, but I'm not an authority on it. It's something I I'm curious about, I'm interested in, but I don't have any like of my own personal experience with stuck. And so... I'm always fascinated by this and I am really interested in, you know, you're talking about like the more stuck you got, the more aroused you were, your penis was hard, it was peeping out of your panties, you were wearing nylons, I imagine some compression there. What I'm curious about is did you come or like did, you know, like the sexual part of it. So as you were getting more and more aroused, did you like orgasm before you got out of the car and walked down the road to like find help did you conclude your little escapade with yourself in the car or like was it after that or not at all or just you know the idea is just to get yourself aroused and kind of like an edging experience I'm just kind of curious to know more details if you want to share if not that's fine 
but for anyone who's into stuck or cross-dressing and they want to sh you know share those kinds of intimate details with me feel free to do so you can email me your stories I'm also wondering as um, somebody who is young and cross-dressing and walking down kind of like a deserted or desolate area late late at night in high heels and a dress if you were kind of feeling vulnerable and afraid like I think most women would or if you were feeling um like if your feelings were more oriented toward like I don't want anyone to see that I'm a, a man cross-dressing as a woman or if you were fearful for like you know being attacked or you know having having someone like a man jump out and you know assault you or something because I think a lot of women um as a woman <laughs> and knowing a lot of women I think that there's a um, a certain like awareness that we as women have about our surroundings and um, certain fear that we or an, a fear instinct or something that we like just kind of develop from childhood knowing that like we have to kind of guard against attacks and so I'm just wondering if like you if you were aware or experienced any of the emotional side of that or if you were just more more focused on like I hope I can pull this off and whoever I see you know whoever I whoever answers the door at this house up the road, you know, can either go along with it or is going to actually perceive me as being female. Just curious about your emotional experience in it, like your sexual and emotional experience of, of that night and what it was like for you. And then, you know, definitely the early childhood stuff, like moms, teachers, neighbors, um, ex seeing that kind of stuck the damsel in distress, all of that. I mean, that totally makes sense and is really consistent with like other stories that people have shared here on the podcast about their childhood. It definitely seems like fetish is something that um, our that we that our environment and our early childhood experiences shape it. And you know, lucky you, you've got a pedal pumping fetish and a cross dressing fetish. So like more, you know, more fun for you, <laughs> I think. So um, I'm always happy to hear from, you know, stuck people, cross-dressing people, people who do all kinds of, you know, pedal pumping plus is what I want to call it. Like pedal pumping plus something else. Uh, so yeah, thanks Jasmine so, so much. And if you want to share more, you're welcome to anyone else, anyone else listening that wants to share feel free to email me. I am going to also read another story from patron Leo. He's got all the good stories. Um, so here goes. Outrigger hotels were pretty nice back in the 90s. Well, to me at least. A friend of a friend rented a local hotel room on the third floor. I got there around 6 p.m., no alcohol yet, and some of the boys were there with some girls, too. The drinking age guys were out getting the alcohol. Somebody brought over a Super Nintendo. I forgot what was playing at the time, but I remember Mario Kart was one of the games there. I was there to see Chelsea, but she didn't get off work till 7, and I just had to chill till she arrived. It was half past 6 till the booze and food got here. 
Trevor, who just turned 21 a week ago, was throwing the party. Trevor was Troy's older brother, wanted to celebrate the privilege of being able to buy beer that night. Amy was Trevor's girlfriend, was there, and she was another Portuguese Hawaiian hottie. Nicely tanned, long hair, and sexy feet. I watched her carrying a couple bags with food and beer to the kitchen and then placed a bag of chips and salsa on the living room table. I watched her feet stepping into the carpeted floor, her foot slightly sinking into the carpet as she stepped. I couldn't resist the chips and salsa and began to attack it. Grabbed a Bud Light and sat down on the couch watching my friends play video games. Malia and Troy walked in a little after 7 p.m. Malia looked at me and smiled. I was like, what's up? She looked and said, someone likes you. I already knew what was up. She had told me earlier. Chelsea was asking about me and I had an interest in her as well. It was literally like four days ago we first met. She told me she kind of drank a lot too. Chelsea showed up right as Molly and I got done talking. Chelsea was still in her outfit from work, but no stockings this time. She stood in the doorway and I noticed her strappy heeled sandals as she kicked them off to the side. Still had on the red nail polish, but more visible now. Her toenails really stood out from her fair skin tone and were pretty shiny. Tonight, she had a lot more makeup on too. Her cheeks had a blush and her eyelashes and brows were done. She walked around giving everyone hugs and gave me a hug for smiled. She sat next to me at the couch and I could feel her body heat. We watched the video game being played and laughed at whoever was getting beat. That's when Trevor realized he didn't get all the hards he wanted. He asked Amy to take him back to the store, but Amy refused because she had parked, my, parked the truck far away because it was difficult to maneuver in the hotel's parking lot. Amy had a 1990 Ford F-150. Nothing really special about it, but it was kind of big for the parking lot downstairs. He asked Troy, and he said that he brought his dad's Chevy tonight and parked by the, and parked by the Ford. Trevor asked who else parked downstairs and nobody wanted to reply and I and I parked on the boat harbor side and was about to volunteer then Chelsea said she can go take him to the store. She had paid for parking ticket and can park back in the lot. She didn't mind. She looked at me and asked if I would like to come along too. Of course I jumped on the opportunity. I knew what I was going to see so I definitely wanted to go. We stood up and walked out towards the door. I followed Chelsea as she walked. I watched her footsteps on the soft carpet floor. I watched as she placed her feet back into her sandals, opened the front door, and stepped out into the hallway. I remember hearing the sound of clicks her sandals made as we walked into the elevator. We got to her car. I walked to the passenger side, but Trevor beat me to the front passenger, so I moved to the rear passenger door. Chelsea got in, and through the interior lights, I could see her. She had to reach over to unlock the doors, first with the front, and then she reached for the back. As she reached for my lock, her outfit kind of exposed her chest cleavage. I couldn't help but look. I knew she saw me looking at her, and she smiled knowing what she was doing. I got into my seat and closed the door. Chelsea closed her door, and Trevor sat in the front, but left his door open, counting some money as the interior light stayed on. I leaned over to see what he was doing, which wasn't my intention. More like to see what Chelsea was going to do with her sandals. She inserted the ignition key and the buzzer noise was very noticeable. Then, like on cue, the sandals came off. I was feeling an ecstasy again. 
her right toes stretched apart as she pushed down on the brake and turned on the Toyota Corolla. Then Trevor closed the door and the interior lights went out to leave the garage lights, the only light to fill the inside of her car. It was enough to see her feet, but you faintly see the color of her toenails. I've already seen a few of the driving habits of some women who drive barefoot. I've seen some drive with the ball of the foot. Some like to point their toes into it. My ex liked to start with three of her toes, then slides to two or maybe one to get me excited. I had another friend who drove, but hang her big toe off the side and let the rest do the work. And I have ridden with my friend's sister who dropped us off at school one day and she would stab the pedal with her foot. The car's motion made it hard to look over and kind of made me feel sick. Chelsea, I noticed, was a big toe driver. On the gas, she applied pressure using her big toe and her left foot hovering over, reaching down with the big toe. It was very arousing to me to watch her do this. I noticed she would press the brake normally, but when it came to the gas pedal, it was just her big toe. We proceeded on to the store. It was dark already, and I could hardly see what was happening down there. I sat in the back seat, feeling the motions and the vibrations that were made from her driving in the car in motion. We got to the store, and Trevor got out. Me and Chelsea sat in the car with an awkward silence. I started the conversation, asking what part of town she was from and how her school was like. Trying to find a connection we could relate to, Trevor comes back and requests one more stop. We get to the gas station and he puts gas in her car. I leaned over as he sees the attendant. The gas station is well lit and gave me a good view of her feet as she rests them on the floor. We start talking about graduating and prom stuff. We locked eyes, but she looked away. I'd stare right back at her feet. Trevor gets back in and tells her, he put 10 bucks. Chelsea had a surprised look on her face, almost full tank. She was stoked. On the way back, I noticed she accelerated a little more harder. It was kind of funny. I mentioned that she was pressing harder on the gas now. She got more gas, she giggled. She started making vroom vroom sounds as she drove and laughed, looking back at me. I had a couple minutes to calm my heart on down before we got back. Back at the room, everyone was having a good time. Beers and music playing filled the room. We had a good time. I couldn't remember what happened the rest of the night after me and Chelsea chilled on the balcony. I had several beers and a few shots of Jack Daniels. I did remember getting up in the morning in a reclining beach chair on the balcony and stepping on some Dixie cups, which I probably drank from. Half of us left, and I remember seeing my friend Cal knocked out by the TV and vomit on his white t-shirt, lol. I went to the bathroom. As I passed the bedroom, I could hear Trevor and Amy. I paused for a second, not to make a noise as I passed. I heard them having sex. Then the bathroom door opened, and Chelsea creeped out, pausing there, looking at me, and I looked back at her, like, in a frozen pose, gesturing at what was going on. Chelsea covered her laugh, and tried not to make noise. I moved by her slowly to the bathroom. I noticed how she had a hickey on her neck. She smiled and had a look in her eyes as I tiptoed down the narrow hallway. After using the bathroom, I got to the sink to wash up. I looked back at the mirror and realized that I had red lipstick all over my mouth and eyeshadow smeared all over my cheek. I quickly wiped it off and went back out. Chelsea was seated at the couch this time. She didn't have her makeup on and she had changed out of her work clothes. 
I remember her saying she had a good time last night and I had a little bit too much to drink. I only remembered finishing four beers and taking a couple of shots and I was out. She called me a lightweight and giggled. You don't remember what happened last night? She asked. I kind of did, but I thought it was like a dream and I didn't tell her that. I do recall making advances and putting my arm around her, but that was it. How did this get on my neck? Chelsea saying in a soft yet stern tone. At the moment, I thought I was in trouble and then she laughed and put her hand into my left hand, tilted her head into my shoulder and said, I like you. It was that night I had begun a relationship with a woman who would become my wife. My escapades would not end there, though. I can say I've had many more experiences over the years. It always excited me to see other women driving barefoot. Watching a woman extending her right foot out to gently touch the pedal, in my view, was very sexual. The motion of her legs, the vibrations from the vehicle, the sound of the engine rubbing up, the coordinated movements of shifting a manual transmission and the acceleration. Those things flowing together was to me very intoxicating. I didn't immediately open up to my my I didn't immediately open up my fetish with Chelsea, considering what happened in my relationship with Becky. I think she probably got tired of how the relationship was going and we really didn't have the same interest on some other matters. With Chelsea, I took my time. I enjoyed my experiences riding in her Toyota. She didn't even drive my truck till about a year after we started dating because she didn't know how to drive stick. With Chelsea, she would let other friends drive her car. She had quite a bit of girlfriends and enjoyed letting them drive her around. I'd always jump at the chance to hitch a ride with Chelsea when we'd go out on the weekends. I remember a few of my girlfriend's friends. Three of them stood out. Diane, Casey, and Anuhea. I'll share this story another time. Leo. Thanks, Leo. Oh my gosh. I just love these stories of like the, what is it, like the early 90s in Hawaii. <laughs> They're just so like wholesome, you know, like vomit on the t-shirt. It just, it just, it's so real. <laughs> it's so relatable playing Mario Kart on Nintendo. Oh my God, that's so rad. I love it. I love the story. It's like, it's like every teenager's um, life in, in, what is it, like the summer of 93 or something? Actually, I don't think you said the year in this one. You just said it was like a hotel party, um, an outrigger hotel. Yeah, I remember, you know, I used to work at a grocery store when I was in high school and the older kids would go across the street to the liquor store, even though we they sold liquor at the grocery store, but they'd go across the street to the liquor store and we'd give them money and they'd buy us booze and then we'd all like go party afterwards. It's just, this just really like, I don't know, like harkens back to my, my late teen years, like before I was 21. Um, I love the story. And I love that we finally get introduced to Chelsea, your wife. So I'm looking forward to more stories, Leo. Thank you so, so much. I think you really need to uh, consolidate all these stories and into a book. And I think maybe you should connect with um, Jim Shu and find out how to publish on Amazon because you are just so chock full of fantastic pedal pumping stories. And yeah, I really love your your storytelling. So Thank you, Leo, for another fantastic contribution to the podcast. So, so happy to have you as a patron. 
uh, thank you for everything you contribute and everything you bring to it. It's wonderful. And everyone have a really great weekend. You know, celebrate your pedal pumping fetish. Treat yourself to some content. Uh, share your pedal pumping with people that, you know, are safe to share with. And just have a great time. We'll see each other next week. Right back here, same place, same time. See ya.